VoiceAmericaBusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com. And uh, delighted to be back with you again for another week. And today we're going to talk about LinkedIn and how to use that really effectively. But we, before we do that, um, I'm going to first um, just like to say a big thank you to Brian Main, who was on the show last week. And Brian talked about life mapping and his amazing kind of life from you know being at 29, being broke, not able to uh, to read or write, and how he's now become a, a sort of global speaker and author. Uh, and talk to us about the life principles and things that he'd really learned and uh, how you could use those to become an authentic leader. Got some really great feedback on that show. Excellent content in there. So if you've not heard it, then do have a listen. Um, now, so to, sort of mentioning about, I guess, vision and uh, and strategy and that sort of thing and uh, being being more to achieve more, I had quite a, a fascinating week myself this week. Uh, about four years ago, I decided that I wanted to become a, a keynote speaker. And I went on my my first sort of course, and for the last three years, I've attended monthly speaking meetings, annual conferences. I've really pushed myself to speak uh, where I could, and I recently became a regional president of the speaking Professional Speaking Association in the UK. And during that period, there have been some real kind of ups and some really painful downs uh, on that journey. Um, but I had this vision of one day standing in front of a really big, aud- amazing audience and uh, and really, really engaging them. Uh, and this week, I had the opportunity to present at, um, with some of the UK's top international speakers at a wonderful congress organised biz- by Business Growth International in Mayfair in London. Uh, there were seven speakers on the agenda, and including my sort of speaking heroes, and I was the seventh and final act. Um, so I was, I was pretty nervous um, and sat there feeling like a boxer waiting to go in um, into the ring for the championship fight at the end of the evening. Um, It was absolutely amazing, and um, I'm pleased to say that, uh, for me, I kind of saw my intensity of focus and my vision that I dreamed of kind of happen, and and, and I got the skills because I've been working on it for four years to nail it. So I just want to say a big... And a big thank you to everybody who was there, and also particularly to Derry Llewellyn Davis and his team at Business Growth International, Peter and Sarah Beth at Positive Ground, and Caroline Hogarth. They all helped me through that process. Uh, I think they all deserve a, a big pat on the back for their support. Uh, and uh, you know, I think it demonstrates that you can you know kind of achieve things if you just keep sticking at it persistently. So one thing that does work really well for many people, and you know, it's the outcome of someone's incredible vision, is LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn is an incredible business tool, um, but I wonder if you understand how to use it really effectively. Or perhaps you're one of the many people who just try to collect as many connections as possible. Uh, my guest on this show is Will Kintish, and his message never changes. He says there's nothing to beat face-to-face networking. 
But when you use LinkedIn in conjunction with traditional networking, it's a really powerful cocktail for developing your career and also building your business. Um, strategy for success is visibility. And in today's world, it's critical that all serious players have a presence. Of all social networks, LinkedIn has to be the best for both your career and also for your business. Uh, if you own a business, you'll have a website, but LinkedIn offers you a company profile to add value to your online marketing and sales efforts. So we're going to really tease out and understand the very best way to use it to achieve exceptional personal and business connections and results. Now, Will Kintish, he qualified as a chartered accountant in 1971. He practiced for ne the next 30 years. He entered his accountancy career as a senior partner to, to show people in the professional and financial sectors how to attract more business. Since then, he's presented to over 70,000 people, helping them become more confident and effective networkers. He's an advisor, trainer, and consultant to many financial and professional organizations. He trained and graduated with the Carl Carnegie Organization as a former senior national board member of the Professional Speaking Association. And judging by the number of people who, who um, heard about this and uh, kind of wished as well on social media, it's clear that he's a very, very um, respected individual within that organization. Now, since 2009, he's become widely recognized as a leading exponent and advisor on the professional social networking site LinkedIn. For me, there was no one else to come to uh, for this conversation about LinkedIn. So a big welcome to Will Kintish. Hi, Chris. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me on. Very welcome. Pleasure. Um, so we have a start, maybe. Yeah you know, think about what, what the fundamental mistakes are that you've found that people make when they're using LinkedIn. Yes, I think the fundamental mistake is that they don't appreciate the value of it. They don't, they, they seem to link in run, with random people. They seem to accept invitations from strangers. And as far as I'm concerned, if you accept an invitation from somebody you've never met or don't know anything about them, it's like um, walking down the street in your hometown and a complete stranger comes up to you and says, excuse me, you don't know me, but do you think I could have a look at your smartphone or your iPhone? Uh, because I'm sure you've got some great contacts in there and I'd like to have a look at them. Well, of course, Chris... We wouldn't do that. We'd probably turn around and run the other way from this stranger. Because by accepting somebody's invitation to link in, you are allowing them to look at your little black book of contacts. And you wouldn't do it with a stranger. So why do it online? I think that's a really good point. And I think... I think a lot of people just don't understand how to use it, do they? And it's, it's a, a devolving, developing tool... Um, so therefore, I, I, you know, I guess like the conversation we're having at the moment is that it's just really helpful to have some help and direction on how to do it. Well, I think every connection you have, there ought to be some commercial sense in being connected to somebody. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, very often you connect with somebody. When I, whenever I want to connect with a stranger, it's all about starting a relationship. So if I write to you, I mean, my, as you introduced me, my marketplace is the professional and financial world. So when I look on LinkedIn, 
I am looking to meet the head of training or the head of marketing of a law firm or an accounting firm. And my opening invitation to that person will be, Dear Chris, please forgive me for writing to you cold, but every business relationship starts somewhere. I would like you to accept my invitation to connect, and then I'm going to contact you further to develop our relationship. If they then accept that invitation, I know they're keen to talk further. If they ignore me, fine. I just move on to the next invitation. I think uh, I think one or two people might be listening back to that to uh, to write down those words because I think they were very powerful words that you that you used. And I mean, do you um, do do you think you should be going actually sort of pruning your list then if you've got you've connected with lots of people that maybe you you aren't going to have a business relationship with? Well, I think so. I'm trying to scare people to saying. Are you letting anybody look in your little black book of contacts? And if people who are listening to this think, wow, I've never really thought of that, then yes, they ought to sit down for an hour or so, go through all their level one contacts and think carefully, why am I connected to this person? I don't know who he or she is. Yeah, yeah, makes it makes an awful lot of sense. And I get sense, I, I, I don't know about you, but I get quite a few you know, recruitment consultants, for example, kind of trying to connect with me. And I guess the reason that they're doing that is is partly uh, because I'm not looking for a job, um, is partly to look through your list. Absolutely. And why do it? Why why let those people? I mean, I've, I've got five and a half thousand level one contacts. Of those five and a half thousand, Chris, five thousand of them are people who have heard me present at conferences or training. So at the end of every presentation I do, I say, how many of you are on LinkedIn? They put their hand up and I say, if you would like to link in with me, then I will be happy to accept your invitation. Now, those people, whether they heard me present on a keynote for 45 minutes or a full day's training, they have been my clients in that period. Mm. So... If they invite me to link in, I've got a whole load of happy clients in my uh, level one contacts. Now, I see that as a very good commercial reason to accept people's invitations. That's great. I mean, uh, why, why um, from your perspective, because I know a number of people actually aren't on LinkedIn. I mean, why, why is it an absolute must that you're on it? Well... I've got to tell you, and this is embarrassing, um, I'm now quite old, and I was 47 years old before I even touched a computer. But now, I've realized that in today's world, if you want to develop your career or you're in business development, then you have to have an online presence. And it's as simple as this. I've got a fabulous website, but I've also got a fabulous LinkedIn profile as well. So it gives me two bites of the cherry. So somebody types in Will Kintish, out of the 20 or 30,000 times it comes up on Google, my LinkedIn profile comes up second after my website. So it's absolutely vital that you have an online presence. Now, I have a fellow professional speaker 
called Andy Laparta. He also does networking skills training. And he said to me last week, when it comes to networking, online or offline, there's two questions to ask. What do I want to be known for? And who do I want to be known by? And if you think that you, uh, that you haven't got an online presence, you can't get to those questions. Nobody knows who you are and nobody knows what you do. Mm. I think the other, the other thing I, I find that is just hugely valuable with LinkedIn is that it enables you to kind of establish a network online. You know, all of the people that I've met, people I've met over many years, I've now connected with on LinkedIn, uh, and we can contact each other if we need to or want to, and that feels you know, very powerful. I think if, if somebody has heard about Will Kintish and they're thinking of doing business with me or starting some sort of business relationship. They go onto my profile and they can see who I am. Believe it or not, Chris, my history about who I am goes back, are you ready for this, to 1960. So in other words, next year I will have been working for 50 years. Pe I hate this phrase, but it's true. People buy people first before they buy the service or product. So people really need to have their own personal website, and it's called a LinkedIn profile. That is the vital importance of being on LinkedIn. Great. So how, how do you recommend that people use it in conjunction with, say, face-to-face -face networking? Well, let me give you a great little story. About three weeks ago, I was going to a conference, uh, and every there was only 116 people at the conference, uh, it was a business school conference, and I do a lot of work with business schools. And because I was sponsoring some of the conference, the organizers gave me a list of the delegates. I presume everybody got a list of the delegates. There were 116 people. 110 of them were on LinkedIn. Ten of them are I, I was already LinkedIn with, which meant there was 100 people who uh, were on LinkedIn that I hadn't yet linked in with. So what did I do, Chris? Let me go back to that phrase. I wrote to all 100 of them and said, Hello, Chris. We're going to be together at the conference next week. Wouldn't it be nice to be linked in before we actually meet? And you know what? Of those 100 people that I invited... 50 of them connected with me before I met them, and after the conference, another 15 or 20 connected afterwards. So I've now got 70 level one contacts, all of whom are my bullseye target markets when it comes to offering my services to business schools. So whenever I meet people, I always ask them to link in or... Um, I either ask them to link in or I write to them immediately afterwards and link in with them. I had a breakfast meeting this morning with a prospect and by the time I sat down back in my office, half an hour later, the lady uh, who was called Samantha had already invited me to link in. So the two together work very, very nicely. 
uh, <clears throat> very good. I think that's a great, uh, great tip to make sure that you always, uh, always link in with people that you uh, um, can connect with, and particularly if they're in your target market. So we've got a, just got a, a couple of minutes to commercial break now, um, but I just wonder what um, is your your sort of tips on the best etiquette when using LinkedIn? Okay. When it comes to face-to-face networking, networking is simply building relationships. The three key steps to building relationships, Chris, are know, like, and trust. So let's, for the second, focus on the like. As far as I'm concerned, people face-to-face generally understand what the etiquette is when they meet other people at networking events. Courtesy, good manners, politeness. And the same standards should be exactly the same when it comes to LinkedIn. So, for example, if any of the listeners today want to link in with Will Kintish, I'd be happy to hear from them, but the first thing they must do is send me a personal invitation to link in. Never, ever use that one-liner that LinkedIn give you. Always, always, always send a personal invitation. That's part of the etiquette. If any of people invite me to LinkedIn, they will get a thank you. Thank you for inviting me to LinkedIn. If I can help you in any way, please ask me. And what I do, Chris, the minute people invite me to LinkedIn, I send them a whole load of free reports, special reports on how to get the best out of LinkedIn. And that's the etiquette. If some stranger invites me to LinkedIn, I will write to him or her and say, please forgive me, remind me where we've met, because I'm I'm careful who I link in with. So every time I hear from somebody, the etiquette is to respond to them. If I invite somebody to link in and they accept, again, they get a thank you from me. Why am I thanking them? Because they have given me access to their little black book of contacts, some of whom might be useful to me. So in summary, please have the same level of courtesy and good manners and etiquette online as you would offline. Great advice. We're going to go to commercial break now just for a couple of minutes, and then we'll be back with uh, Will finding out more of his top tips for LinkedIn. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time 
Be inspired. Become inspiring. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, Chris Cooper, bemoreachievemore.com and cc1consulting.com. Um, I'm with uh, Will Kintish. We're talking about LinkedIn. And uh, before the break, we were clearly talking about etiquette. Um, but I'd like to now move on and understand, Will, your top tips for ensuring that you've got a great professional profile. Because, in effect, that is a CV, isn't it? Well, ah, when you say it's a CV, Chris, as far as I'm concerned, it's a lot, lot, it should be a lot, lot more than a CV. It should be bring out your personality and who you are. There's a section right at the beginning for a summary. If anyone looks at Will Kintish's summary, you'll see something quite amusing. It starts off with, it's my birthday today. And then it goes on to explain why it's my birthday every day. So a CV is a pretty cold set of facts and figures and dates and jobs. Whereas on a, C, a profile ought to be, Chris, a modest free zone without bragging too much. If you are proud of jobs you've done in the past and achievements that you've achieved, then say so in there. If you're enthusiastic about something and you've got a passion for something, say it. Make sure also that you show people that you're interested in opera, you're interested in football, you're interested in whatever it is, baseball. So it should be, Chris, a story about you. And if there is only one thing you have on your profile, it has to be your photograph. Having a picture is absolutely vital. I'll go back to what I said a few minutes ago, people by people. And they want to see what you look like before they start building their relationship with you. <clears throat> yeah, I think yeah, great, great um, points there because you're absolutely right. And I think, I think it does need to be something that's really engaging and helps people understand you. I think just, just maybe just focusing on that photo because... I think it's uh, it, it's it's good to have, definitely important to have a photo there, but, but you actually want a, a decent one, don't you? A, you have to have a decent one, but more importantly than that, no Facebook type photographs, no standing there with a, a glass of champagne in your hand, unless you're a champagne salesperson. It should be straight into the camera, head and shoulders, really nice smile, and somebody recently said. Make sure you show your teeth so that it's a genuine smile. And that's all it needs. And you know something? These days, even with the phone cameras, they're good enough as long as there's enough lighting, Chris, to take a picture and upload it there and then. So the photograph is absolutely key. And, and the, other, the other thing I think that is clearly important is they... You know, the, the first kind of words you say about yourself, which which can be a bit tricky for people. You know, do they describe uh, what they do, like maybe they're a you know a mentor or an engineer or something, or do they put a, a statement which identifies their kind of USP or their job title? I mean, what what's your recommendation there for 
Okay. What people need to understand is that Google and LinkedIn are very, very close relations. So if people type in their name, as long as they've got uh, a very good profile and it's a complete profile, then their name will come up on Google very high. So for example, on my, on my profile, at the top of my profile, um, I'm just looking at it now, it's simply got my name and below it it's got business networking skills and LinkedIn trainer. That subheading just below your name, Chris, is absolutely vital. So if you are known as a, I don't know, um, a LinkedIn trainer in Arkansas, then put that there in that title. So for example... If somebody types in business networking into LinkedIn, into one of the search boxes, I will be very high up. Or LinkedIn trainer or LinkedIn training. I'll be very, very high up there on uh, when people search for me on LinkedIn because I've got those words five or six times spread around my profile. Uh, for the techies, this is called word density. So if you want to be known for something, make sure that something is in your profile four or five times. Absolutely vital that you have your key words about your area of expertise and experience in that profile. But that subheading is very important. Excellent. It sounds to be a good idea to have a look at Will's profile if you're developing yours and uh, to get an indication of how to do that obviously you can have a look at mine as well as what i've done with it at, at linkedin um how can you make certain will that you keep in contact with your network you've got five and a half thousand people that you're connected with uh, at level one so then there's um there's clearly level two connections what are your recommendations there and how people should do that well every few days um I'm sure there's a number of people listening to us today who perhaps are on Facebook and maybe not on LinkedIn, or if they are on LinkedIn, don't do anything with it. But we all know that on Facebook, people write in that box, what's on your mind? Well, you can do something similar here on LinkedIn. When you go to your homepage on LinkedIn, there is a box that says, share an update. So every few days, I make some comment, and it's always to do with my business or my career or something commercial, nothing to do with my personal life. That's on Facebook. And I do an update. Uh, I might read a fabulous article written by somebody else on LinkedIn or or face-to-face -face networking. I will put it on there, and that will show up just like Facebook on somebody else's homepage on their LinkedIn, uh, on the homepage of their LinkedIn site. So that's one way I, uh, I do that. But the other thing I do, I, I'm a tiny little training company here in, uh, in the UK, but I've got a group. It's called Kintish Business Networking Group. And I've got two and a half thousand members, which is not bad. And the reason I get that is the minute I, I link in with somebody, I invite them to join my group. And every week 
we send out a message from the group. No selling, just again, Chris, giving away free information uh, about networking or about LinkedIn. And we also have a company page, Kintish Limited. And on the company page there, Chris, every week we do an update. We might do a video. Uh, so that's how we keep in touch with people through our company page, through our group, and every few days I do an update on my homepage. Excellent, excellent. So you're, so you're connecting with them regularly. I mean, and what do you, with, with maybe people in there specifically, I mean, do, do you have little marketing campaigns where you select a number of people and maybe try and connect with them each week? Or? Okay. A lot of people don't know this, but you can actually tag, that's the word tag, T-A-G, you can tag all your level one contacts into various groups. So I might have a, a tag of prospects, a tag of accountants, a tag of lawyers, a tag of business school people, and as long as you only have 50 in a group tag, you can you can do a specific message to those people uh, specifically aimed at that marketplace. So that's another idea for people so that you can tag every one of your level one contacts. In other words, put them all into different groups. That's uh, that's a very powerful thing to do, isn't it? Uh, probably quite a big exercise if you've got five and a half thousand, Will, unless you keep... Well, doing... I, have to, I have to tell you... Um, after 3,422, Chris, we stopped tagging them. But I tell you what else we can do, and, and again, I don't know whether anyone knows this, you can export all your level one contacts into an Excel spreadsheet, and then you can export that Excel spreadsheet into your database and send them a, a regular email. So we've just launched our online learning. So when we launched that, we exported in about 12 seconds, five and a half thousand level one contacts into an Excel spreadsheet. And then you can do a mail merge and use MailChimp or something like that to send them an email. So there's another way of connecting with people. And what's your, what's your, View into etiquette like like that. For example, I use something called Aweber, and I have a sort of double opt-in on that. Um, well, it's very simple, Chris. If people have accepted your invitation or have invited, you've invited them and they've accepted, or they've invited you and you've accepted, do you not think that's an opt-in? So they've gone into there. We we've started to use Aweber. We've been using Mailchimp up to now, but we're about to move over to Aweber. We don't bombard people, but again, every so often we say we've got a new product or uh, more often than not, we will run a free web seminar for you on a particular topic. So having all these people in our network, our online network, we probably spend 80% of the time giving away free information and every so often, come on, let's be fair, we try and sell sell people something. Yeah, kind of getting that. So that that's right. The ratio ratio of uh, um, one sales to five. Yeah, four, four tell 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 sell. Mm. 
Or was it, was it better to share, share, share? Well, when I say tell, I mean share. That's what I meant. Give away free information. Yeah. I, I used to have a, a guru, a coach called Peter Thompson, and he, his phrase was, the more you tell, the more you sell. And so the tell is, yes, share. Give away free information. Excellent. Now, now we, we started to talk about, you know, connecting with early, I think early on actually we were talking about connecting with strangers or not, not doing it. Um, can we all kind of hard and fast rules on that? Just to... Well, again, what's the point? What's the point? You know, Mr. Smith from the other side of the earth who's got 12 connections, who's not a market target for you, you can't really help him. I can't see the point that I will only connect with people who, who I've met through my training or uh, people I'm about to meet. And I can't think of any other reason to connect to people. Having said that, if I've had a Skype meeting or email correspondence or a phone call with people, even though I've not actually met them face to face, and I, but I feel as though they're worth starting a relationship with, then yes, I will connect with them. Mm. And, and do you actively sort of search within, within some of your connections lists to see if there are people in there that you would like to engage with and then actively then pursue them okay. connect? Okay. I can't tell you, Chris, how many people don't realise the absolute power of LinkedIn. You've just said to me, Will, can you explain the best way to use the search engines? Well, it's as follows. In the top right-hand corner, on any page on LinkedIn, there is a tiny little button called Advanced. It's the Advanced Search button. And by clicking on that, it takes you basically to a 210 million person database. I'm assuming that all our listeners understand what a database is or a CRM system. So by an, uh, in a minute, everything is free unless I tell you otherwise. So I go on, t I press the advanced search button and I say to LinkedIn, give me the names of people who in their keywords, in their pr uh, profile, have got learning and development. So in other words, their function is learning and development or business development or training. Um, who are in the accounting industry or the legal industry, for example. And you can even hone it down to a 100 miles of where you live. Um, so what you're saying is give me the names of people who perhaps are a partner or an owner or a vice president of a law firm or an accounting firm within a hundred miles of where I live is Manchester in the northwest of England and at level two connections. In other words, I know who all my level ones are, Chris, but I'm looking for level two connections. Those are connections of my connections. Now, that search criteria is all free. What I pay for, I pay 30 English pounds, 50 US dollars, because I only work with big companies. So there is an extra criteria where you can filter out 
small, the small companies. So I'm only interested in working with companies that employ more than 200 people. So I set all the filters up and I press the search button and up come a whole load of bullseye names that I want to get to. And that's how I use the search button. So it's called the advanced search and it's got loads of fields in there and you fill out the fields as to what you want, press the search bu- uh, button and see what comes up. Great. Well, we're going to go to commercial break again now. But we'll maybe explore that a little bit more in a few minutes. So we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One to one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, bemoreachievemore.com. And if you want to um, find out more information about future shows and uh, the things that are going on with uh, within the world of Be More, Achieve More, then uh, do subscribe to um, our newsletter. Um, there's also, uh, we'll be very shortly, a, a free giveaway, um, which is all about accountability, which I think um, a lot of people are finding very helpful. Um, so I just want to go back to... Um, search engines there, Will, because uh, you were sharing some great information there about how you can search. Uh, I wonder, can, can you only search by people, what, or what else can you search by? Okay. On any page in the top right-hand corner, there is this white search button, and by default, it's got the word people against it. So you've got the white search button, at the, uh, the white search box, I'm sorry, at the top of any page, on the left-hand side, it normally has the word people, and on the right-hand side, it has that really valuable button that I've just been talking about, which is advanced. Now, if you click on the down button, where it's got people, you can see other 
ways of searching. So, for example, there's companies. You can search by companies. So, let's say uh, I wanted to get into, I don't know, Coca-Cola. I would type in Coca-Cola, and as we're talking now, uh, in fact, no, I'm not going to use Coca-Cola. I'm going to use, because it's my marketplace, I'm going to use uh, a big law firm, say, called Hogan Lovells. H-O-G-A-N-L-O-V-E-L-L-S. Hogan Lovells have got a company page. So, let's say I wanted to get into Hogan Lovells. It tells me that they have a company page. So, not only do Hogan Lovells have a very, very, very powerful website, but they also have a company page on LinkedIn. And it tells me that I've got three level one contacts in Hogan Lovells, 413 level two contacts in there, and it also tells me, wait for this Chris, that on Hogan Lovells there are 3,257 employees who work for that company who are on LinkedIn. So, and there's so much information on Hogan Lovell's company page. I mean, let's just type in, I don't know, the big company, Apple. Apple have got a company page, and it tells me that they've got 65,000 employees on LinkedIn. So, there is so much you can search for. But also... You can, when you, uh, you can also search not just companies, but you can search by industries as well. So if you want to get into a particular industry, you can search by that too. And also, we haven't discussed groups. I've told you that I've got a group, but believe it or not, um, as I'm holding my computer here, do you know how many groups there are on LinkedIn? There are, let's see if this all works quickly, there are 1,675,000 groups. So if people are interested in a particular industry, uh, let's say the automotive industry, they ought to join automotive groups and start posting things in there to show their area of expertise. So, you, just in summary, you can search by people, you can search by companies, and you can search by groups. Uh, and, well, I mean, how much of, and what is the difference in the sort of the functionality between what you, what you get as free then and what you have to pay for? Well, Chris, the, the, the best answer to that is, there's quite, unless you're going to use it regularly, then I wouldn't be paying for it. But here's my advice to people. Um, there's a, a button called Settings. Under your name, if you click on the down button under your name, you will see a button called Settings. And by clicking on that Settings button, uh, what you will see on the left-hand side of the page that's come up, there's a, a, a subheading called Account Type. 
And there is a there is a, a hyperlink there, Chris, called Premium Features Tour. And if people are thinking, what do I get for my premium? They need to click on that and watch a two-minute video to see what they would get. Now isn't the time to discuss that. So they go to the settings button. On the left-hand side, they will see Premium Features Tour and LinkedIn will take them through a nice tour on there. Great. Uh, good. That'd be very useful to, to look at. Um, some people might be worried, um, you know, about people invading their space. Um, what's... Um, you know, what sort of controls are there within LinkedIn that can really help you? Okay, this, is, this fits very beautifully. I've just mentioned the settings button. The set, by clicking on the settings button, it takes you, like most software these days, to the nubbin, the, the gubbins, I don't think nubbins, I don't think such a word, the gubbins of what LinkedIn is. And what you've got there is privacy controls. So by going through all those various hyperlinks, you go, you need to go through them all and click on all the hyperlinks and it asks you simple yes, no questions. Do you want people to write to you about this? Do you want to get messages about this? Do you want people to look at your profile? Do you want to hide your connections? Um, if you've joined a group, do you want to get group messages? So, forgive me for repeating it, people need to go to the settings button, they need to go through all the various yes-no questions, and that means, Chris, that they are in absolute command and control of who they allow into their life and who they want to keep out. Do you recommend, I mean, for myself, I, I got some external advice and I've got a, a team who support this show who helped me with this sort of thing and they went through all of my controls and settings because actually looking at them and I think it's the same with Facebook it was actually quite hard to understand and would you recommend people get advice to, to do that? Um, to, to, to me it really is very simple I mean there's one here called select what other people see when you view their profile when you look on your home page, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening will see in the right-hand corner, when you first log on to LinkedIn, it says, who has viewed my profile? Do you remember that one, Chris? I do, yeah. And you click on that. Now, today, 15 people have looked at my profile. Now, unless you pay for it, it only shows three people, but because I pay... 15 people have looked at my profile. Now, if I want to look at other people's profiles, again, using the settings button, um, I, I mean, I'm very happy that people can see I've looked at their profile. But between you and me, there's two or three people who are in direct competition with me, and I want to have a look at their profile without them knowing it. Mm -hmm. So I can change the settings button and go anonymous. Ah. So you can do that. Uh, so I will look at these two or three people. I don't want them to know what I'm doing. Uh, and then I change it back to open. Great. I mean, as it happens, Chris, I've got to tell you this. I'm looking here. You've looked at my profile today, haven't you? Uh -huh. You have, because it says so. 
I have indeed. Absolutely. Uh, now, you could have hidden that, you could have pressed uh, a, a different button, and you could have looked at my profile, and I wouldn't have known it. I'm happy that you know that I looked at your profile. Uh, but that is, Chris, think about it. If somebody looks at your profile, unless they've done it by mistake, it might suggest that they might, might be interested in your products or services. Yeah. So I then look at their profile. I then might write to them and say, Hello, uh, person. Do you mind telling me why have you looked at my profile? Let me repeat this. Every business relationship has to start somewhere. Mm. Yeah. I think that's very, I, I actually noticed, noticed, did the same thing actually. I noticed somebody had looked at my profile. I sent them an email to, you know, to see how they were. And she said, you know, oh, it's really funny. I just happened to look at your profile today. I knew that. Um, so I suggested, well, why don't we have a meeting? And we had a meeting and, and it may lead to something. Um, if I hadn't have noticed that, then it wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have happened. Mm. I mean, I'm looking, as I'm talking to you now, there's one or two very interesting people have looked at my profile. And what I do, and this is something, again, that you have to pay for. And whenever I tell you you have to pay for it, it's the same $50, right? Is, um, is, I, is, I, there's something called Profile Organizer. If there's somebody that I think is a VIP, I can put them in Profile Organizer and then check upon them later on and write to them. Mm. So you can actually save their names and you can make notes about them. But again, as I say, that's part of the premium uh, part of LinkedIn. And is that, and is that $50 a month? Or is that yeah, $50 a month. And again, I would say to people, if they're thinking, well, should I, shouldn't I? It's a monthly contract. You have a go for a couple of months and you think, yes, this is fantastic. And you keep paying or you think, this, I'm not getting value for money, and you simply cancel it. So there's no long-term contract, monthly contract, about $50. Fantastic. So I just want to really ask you, we're coming towards the, the end now, and uh, I just wanted to ask you what your key messages are that you'd really like to leave us with. Well, this is a terrible hackneyed phrase, Chris, but you know something... What you put into something, you get out of it. People say to me, Will, how do you find the time to do it? And whenever anybody said, talks about, I haven't got time, if I know them well enough to be a bit rude to them, I say, look, Chris, it's never about time. It's always about priority. Would you accept that? Yeah. It's all about priority. If God forbid now... I got a phone call from home to say there was an emergency. However many listeners there were on it, I would have to say, Chris, I have to go, and off I've gone. I'm sure that's not going to happen. So number one is, how important is it to raise your profile? If you go to a face-to-face -face networking event, how long does it take generally from the time you leave home or the office to the time you get home again? Three or four hours with your travel and the time you get there, would you accept that? Yeah. So one of my messages is, if you start to understand LinkedIn and use it properly, then spend a couple of hours a week, maybe on a Monday, maybe on a Thursday, put it in your diary 
and say, right, I'm going networking now, but I'm not going face-to-face -face networking. I'm going to sit in front of the computer and find people that I want to go and meet. Or you said it before, I've reconnected with old friends and past colleagues and maybe university people by simply sitting there for an hour or so going through um, linking in. I often see some of clients I've not dealt with for a while and I just write to them and say, Chris, how are you getting on? How's it going? Always nice to, to keep in touch with people. So that's my one of my key messages. Spend some time on it, invest some time. The other one is be careful who you link in with. The other one is about the etiquette. If somebody invites you to link in, thank them. If you invite them to link in, say thank you. And every uh, two or three days, do a status. Say something about your business. Say something about your career. These are my key messages on LinkedIn. I think that's uh, really great, uh, really great content. I just want to ask you about one final thing, actually, that has just come to mind, because we've probably got about a minute, um, is, um, is that there's this uh, thing at the moment where you can kind of uh, endorse people uh, for certain skills, isn't there? Yes. Well, I'm going to I'm going to show off now. Um, I've got at the last count about seventeen hundred and fifty endorsements, and um, it's good for my ego. But you know what? I think yeah, that's nice. Uh, I haven't got time to thank everybody, and that is breaking the rules of etiquette. Um, if I, if your name comes. I will endorse people if I have, if you're a fellow professional speaker or trainer and I've seen you perform, then I will endorse you. If I see any of my suppliers who've come up and provided me with services, then I will endorse them. Um, somebody, everyone said, oh, they're no use. But here's, here's something, Chris. If I look at somebody that I'm thinking of doing business with, and they haven't got any endorsements, it makes me stop and think, why not? Mm. So it's not a case of how many you've got. In, turn it the other way, it's how many haven't you got? You know, if somebody's heard about Will Kintish, and they can see he's got hundreds and hundreds of people saying nice things about him, they're going to think, this might be a guy worth getting in touch with. What is more important are recommendations Without, I've never asked for a recommendation, but I've got 132 of them. 132 people have gone to the effort of putting pen to paper, so to speak, and saying nice things about me. Not just a tick endorsement, but have actually written one or two sentences. So my advice to people is, if you can get some of your happy clients to give you a recommendation then that can be very powerful because it doesn't matter how brilliant we tell people we are, nobody's listening, but if third parties tell people, hey, this guy's done a great job for me, then that is a very, very powerful piece of marketing. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to have to leave, leave you there and say thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. It's a really great valuable content now. I shall certainly go back and listen to that with a, a fine tooth comb and <laughs> write out some key points from it. So I hope you've enjoyed being with us today. Thank you, Chris. Will you make sure that everybody knows my website, which is Kintish, K 
K-I-N-T-I-S-H dot co dot UK. And I hope if you do want to link in with me that my name is Will W-I-L-L Kintish. And don't forget to say that you are listening in to this broadcast. Otherwise, you're a stranger and I won't know who you are. No problem. No problem, Will. You beat, beat me to it uh, with that. And, um, yeah, do link in with Will and do um, contact myself as well if you want to uh, link in too. If you have any questions or feedback, please send them to myself at chris at com. On next week's show, we're going to be talking about uh, growing and transforming your business with two um, industry experts, um, Derek Finlayson and Jonathan Davy um, of a, a company called Key Choice, but uh, these guys have got lots and years of experience of growing and developing businesses, and I'm sure we'll have some great tips uh, for us next week. So, in the meantime, have a fantastic week, and uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.